The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you've wanted to go behind the scenes with your favorite sports figure or entertainment personality, this is the show for you. Darnell has successfully bridged the gap between both and is ready to share his stories and his guest stories with you. Now, here's Darnell. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to another episode of OTS. I am your host, Darnell Autry. I am feeling amazing today. Uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's my energy drink or whatever, but I've had a good week. I feel great. I want to uh, first take the opportunity to thank myself for an awesome show last week. I think I did phenomenal. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That, that, I'm just kidding. That's not that's not it. Uh, no, but uh, I do want to thank myself, though, for real. Anyway, uh, I also want to thank... Um, uh, Alan Ross uh, with uh, Athlon Sports uh, Monthly. Uh, Alan inter- interviewed me uh, last week. They're doing a story, sort of uh, uh, where are they at now uh, for Athlon Sports Monthly, and and uh, he was doing a story specifically on the Northwestern team. And he's interviewing Coach Barnad and and Pat Fitzgerald. He interviewed me last week, and uh, uh, I thank him very much. It was a great it was a great interview. I hope it turns out well. Because um, you just never know, but I, I'm, I'm sure Alan's professional, and you know, again, I, I thank you very much for the opportunity. Again, after if people still care after like you know 20 years or whatever it's been since I last played, that's awesome. Uh, I also want to give a quick shout out to my guy um, Grant Anderson, who who really sets up these things for me and and does the research in the background and comes up with some um, good topics and things for me to discuss. So I really appreciate that, Grant. You the man. Thanks, Squirt. But I'm really, really excited about the guests I have in, in the studio today. Uh, my guy, Eric Johnson, um, he's a good friend of mine. He, he is, uh, you know, used to be a sports writer in college and then he went out and did professional sports writing and he's also you know, for, for high school in the local area in Arizona. Eric, welcome to the show, my man. I appreciate you coming on. Hey, man. I appreciate you having me. Uh, I'm excited. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so just a little bit of quick background on yourself. Like you were a writer, like you wrote in college, you went to ASU. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. What's yeah. Yeah. I was out in the, uh, the West campus okay. so I was the editor of their newspaper out there it's called the West Express okay um, you know they didn't even have a sports section when I got there so uh, we created the sports section oh, wow you did that completely from scratch then from so. scratch man we had nothing so uh, I started covering all ASU sports for two years then uh, then after college went on and uh, went to the West Valley View which okay is, uh, a newspaper out west and I uh, wrote for them for a couple years and and uh, that's how I got the experience doing that. Nice, 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 nice. So I brought Eric in because, you know, last week, uh, you know, I, the show was so quick. So I, I breezed over the Cardinals because I really thought, you know, he's my resident. He's now my my other resident uh, local expert. Um, you know, I breezed over it. I basically said what he told me because I, I talked to him earlier in the week. And I was like, you know, because we always talk every day. We So what's, you know, what's going on with the Cardinals? And he hit me with, well, you know, they got the right pieces. 
but they just got to put it together. And, and of course, after that last week's fiasco, I, I thought for sure I got to have Eric <laughs> on here. He's got to tell me what he thought and what he saw, because uh, he, you know, he, he's way uh, he's way deeper into the Cardinals football than I am in terms of the X's and O's. So he, now, now you told me that they had the right pieces, and you had me lying on national <laughs> on national radio on the internet. All these people heard me say they had all the right pieces just because you told me that, and then they get blasted, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, damn, I've got to have Eric on the show because Eric's got to explain himself to me. So Eric, go ahead, tell me what what what, what happened, what's going on. With them. Well, you know what? I think you, I think you got it right on the head when you said blasted. That's what happened. You know, you said, you said fiasco the first time. I thought he'd be nice. Right, right. So, yeah, no, true. You know, true. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. When you, when you approached me, you know, about a month or two ago to come on your show and talk about the Cardinals, I thought this is gonna be great. I can finally talk nice about my boys. Yeah, I can say some good not so much. And now I'm not gonna lie, it's killing me that I gotta sit here with you. <laughs> I don't, and I'm not laughing because I think it's awesome that they're getting blasted. I think that sucks, but I think. It's hysterical because we talk a lot, and I know he's a big fan, and so it just hurts. I know it hurts. I can see it on his face. It's just hurt. It's killing him. Painful. Yeah, it's got to be. Well, I mean, you told me like they got. They finally got. You know, you said at least week one they got Cobb. Cobb showed up. You know, yeah. did his thing. Hey, looked great. You know, over 300 yards passing at 130 QB rating. Uh, you know, it dipped a little bit in the, in the you know, weeks after that. Then, you know, even Beanie came back from injury, rushed for 130 yards, three touchdowns. So it, it seemed like everything was together. Right. Um, but as you said, that's not the case. I mean, you know, like I said, I would love to be talking great about my boys, but they've lost 13 of 16. Yeah. You know, um, morale has to be an issue at this point, you know. Um, you know, and it's just becoming tough. You know, I'm trying to look at what's wrong with them. In the, in the first week of the season, you know, I'm convinced that it's the defense. You know, they're getting beat deep all the time. Right. And, you know, and people talk about how good their red zone is. Well, you know, the only reason their red zone is so good is because once the other teams get inside the 20, we've got a 12th man, and that's called the back of the end zone. <laughs> so drill, drill. Teams, so, teams yeah, can't drill. run 30 yards anymore because they've only got 20 to go. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so... You know, the more I watch, the more I'm convinced that that, uh, that our offensive line just is not up to par. Right. You know, and I read a, I read a quote the other day from Michael Bidwell that said that uh, that he certainly felt like in the offseason they addressed all their issues, and so now he's putting the onus on the coaches and the players to get it done. You know, I think that's a kind of a scapegoat because I don't think they addressed all the issues. You know? Right. It's kind of funny when I saw you on Monday. You know, right. we chatted about the game, and one of the first things you said to me was, "Well, at least we learned that Adrian Peterson is still a stud." Yeah, I, that was definitely very very clear. And yeah. somebody else said to me. Like, like, oh, wow, who was that guy that uh, Adrian Peterson ran over? And I'm like, wait, I think it's a better question of who didn't he run over. Exactly. That's the shorter list, I think. Because, right. I, mean, I mean, he went off. You know, here's the thing about Adrian Peterson in relation to the Cardinals and the Cardinals' offensive line. Right. We can all tie together. In the 2007 NFL draft, right. he went seventh overall. Guess who went fifth? Cardinals left tackle, Levi Brown. Wow. Yeah. That is, wow. Yeah, and Levi Brown, I mean... I, it's tough watching this guy, you know. I mean, he's been around. This is his fifth year now. The guy's got to be learning, but the guy's got 22 career false starts. The guy just doesn't seem to learn. Wow, that's a lot. Kevin that's Cobb lot. is the second most sacked uh, quarterback in the league this year with 16 sacks, seven of them given up by the left tackle position. Oh, that's not a good stat, that's Levi. A- Levi, get your game up. That's, that's not a good stat, my man. That is not good. That's his blind side. you got to be, yeah, that's, be all over that. that that's so. why he's supposed to be making the big money, though, right? Absolutely. Well, that's what I thought. Anyway, right. <laughs> so, you know, but, you know, and, and the other thing is, is the fans don't make change easy either. So, 
you know, I've been to a lot of Cardinals games. I got a lot of Cardinals friends that are fans. Right. And, you know, and, and, and people are aware that the offensive line needs to change. But then when something happens like last year with our quarterback carousel, you know, three, four guys in there, right. all of a sudden, you know, out of sight, out of mind. You know, the quarterback's sort of taking the front role to everything, and we forget about that. We forget about Levi Brown. We right, forget right. about the right side. And then all of a sudden, we, we demand a quarterback. We just we demand it. Right. That's going to change. That's going to yeah. fix everything. That's yeah. going to be the, the cure-all right. Right. You know, and, and I don't know when that's ever been the case. I mean, sure, that you know, your, 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 your general out there, he's got to be doing things. But, you know, look at the Bears a few years ago with Rex Grossman. They right. made it. Right. He wasn't too high, you know. <laughs> right. He's no, right. All the he's having a decent year this year. But, I mean, again, sure, he's got I mean, other pieces right. around him. I get you know, what you're saying. Thing, right. You know, and I, I kind of liken it to, to like a sinking ship. You know, let's say you got five holes. Right. And one of them's a huge hole. Right. So quarterback position. Right. Right. And you plug that hole. All you're doing is just is just slowing down the sinking. You're still going to sink. Right, right. So, I mean, no, they, that's, they that's got, a great analogy. I have to use that later on. Yeah, I think yeah, I'll mark that it. on my book, so I'm going to use that later on. Okay, <laughs> no, I'll got give it. it to you. Okay. you don't no. even have to credit me. Oh, okay. Well, I'll give you some credit. I'll give you a couple credit when I use it a couple times after that, but then after that, it's mine. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. What, so what do they got to do? What do they got to do? I mean, this week they're off, thank goodness, because then, then that means they can't lose, which is good. And they need to address some things, and I think Beanie needs to get healthy, and I think they need to really look at some souls, do some soul searching, and really figure out. Yeah, I agree, but you know, I don't, I don't know if we've got the depth at, at the offensive line. I don't know if we have those pieces to to fill in there. So Where do we change the scheme up. Maybe we just do possibly, all yeah. all zone blocking. Yeah, no, that's certainly or an just I mean, all help out chip blocks, all that stuff. Maybe we have Beanie, and maybe we bring in a tight end. That you know, I mean, but then you're talking about changing up the whole offense, which is probably not going to work. You can't do that in literally a week, so that's no, not going to work you can't, either. But, so, but you know, I mean, we could start utilizing, like you said, Beanie a little bit more. Right. We've got to keep the defense honest. I mean, we can't keep going out there and getting three and outs. It's killing our defense. Right, right. You know, and, and our defense, to be honest, isn't even that bad. I mean, I was looking at some stats today, and mm-hmm. I'm looking at some of the top teams in the league, four and one or better. So we've got New Orleans, New England, the Bills, Green Bay, all those teams, four and one or better. They've all got very similar points against against them. So, you know, you've got 125 for New Orleans. We've only got 121 against us. Oh, wow. So we're keeping up, you know, up, you know, with the upper echelon teams. Right, absolutely. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's 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 bending and it's going to break. Right. Can't put points on the board. Can't can't match up. I mean, right. I mean, we're, our defense is even giving up less per game right now than the year we went to the Super Bowl. That's crazy. Yeah, but that's we crazy. but but we don't have Kurt Warner out there to. Yeah, you know, so. yeah. And, but I I like Cobb. I think Cobb is so great. I. I think he's really athletic. I think he's a he's a, a combination of like. A, I think it's a combination of like Drew Brees with yeah. a little bit of like uh, maybe Jake the Snake because it's a, you know local he's mobile. area. So he can get around. He can get he around. Is. Yeah, you know he hasn't had a chance yet to show it. Right. Yeah, he got two seconds to throw the ball. Right. You know, and right. I mean, some right. of the times maybe he was a little shy in the beginning trying to get rid of that ball. He didn't want to get blasted. I saw two throws from him last week. Right. He got absolutely drilled because he stayed in the pocket, waited till the hit came, threw it, and made two incredible passes. Unfortunately, we lost by like thirty points. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> There's a silver lining. Yeah, there is in a the silver cloud. lining. We get two great passes out of the whole game. Hey, good work. Show me a lot guys. about Cobb, though. No, absolutely. I, and I, that's the other thing too. I think he's tough. I think right. he's a. I think he's a tough guy. I think you know uh, his background is is suited for this. I mean, personally, I thought when they brought him in, I'm like, oh, I mean, he's a. Right. I mean, he's a backup. But, you know what I mean? Like we didn't get, we couldn't get no like. You know, bigger name. We couldn't get like you know Donovan here. We couldn't get you know. Yep. But I think he's the right fit after seeing him. 
But again, I think you're right. The holes are just, just. I think it's, it's tough being a fan. It's really tough it being is, a yeah. fan right now. You know what I mean? A lot of these guys, these are professional players. A lot of them just have to take a look in the mirror. I mean, a lot of these guys need to look back, especially that offensive line. And after they saw Cobb get drilled, just absolutely drilled into the ground last week and make those two throws, they need to say, hey, we can't let that happen to our quarterback anymore. Right, right. We've got to step up. I mean, these guys aren't guys that we just plucked off the, off the couch. These guys are NFL veterans. These guys that have been around... I mean, we've got Darren College. That guy's got some experience. And I'm not saying he's having a bad year, but maybe he can kind of rally the troops a little bit. A lot of these guys, you know. So it's a soul-searching time. It is soul-searching time. It's time to really say, hey, listen, we're professionals. Let's be that. Let's. Uh, I mean, because, again, like you said, we've got the pieces. I mean, we've got Beanie doing his thing, which is weird because if Beanie's doing his thing, that means the line's doing all right in terms of run blocking, right? That means that the scheme that we're running is is working. Yeah, in, in pieces. In it's, pieces, it's gotta right. Be, it's got to be, you got to have some continuity to it. Right, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm a firm believer, and I always have been, that I think football is, in my mind, the ultimate sport because you have so many other people that have to do their thing in order for a play to be successful. Just a play. And we're talking about just a play for five yards. Right. You know? And, and in every other sport, I think, you can have a one-man show. You can have someone go in and just dominate the game. Basketball, you can have someone come in and just want Michael Jordan just come in and dominate the game. Um, uh, hockey, you can have one guy just really going off. Uh, uh, baseball, uh, you can have one guy just pitch a shutout and that's that. You know what I mean? So football to me is the ultimate team sport. You have to have, and, and it's you got eleven people on the field that have to all coordinate. So I'm I'm a huge. I, I, even when I was a kid, I was a huge fan. When I was playing, I was a huge fan. I just thought it was. Uh, um, I, I thought when you slow it down, when and I, I get kind of weird about it when I see like slow motion. I'm like, that's just so beautiful. Like, and, I, <laughs> and it's not. You know, I'm just saying. It's, I think it's a gorgeous. It, it, to watch a play happen in slow motion, even a catch, a block, all the moving pieces that occur that, that unfold to have something amazing happen. It's great. Yeah, I love yeah. it. You're I absolutely love right. It. From top I, to absolutely. bottom, it is like that. And you know. Uh, and you you know better than anybody what an NFL playbook looks like. So the, it's, 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 it's a, a mental it's a game damn too. Bible. It is. It's a damn. I mean, it's it's bigger than the Bible. I mean, like I, when they first handed me the pro pro, I'm like, are you serious? All these plays. I mean, we go into a game with you know hundred to two hundred plays. You know, and and not to mention all the formations. I mean, I my my rookie year, I went in there. I was like, man, please don't call the play that I don't know. Or, more importantly, please don't put me in a place, in a position, because, you know, you do a lot of shifts and all that. Please don't put me somewhere where I don't know the route. Right. Because it shows. If you're supposed to run a drag route, you run it in. I mean, people know. They see you like you're clearly not in the right spot, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was, it was stressful for me. So, I, it, it took me a while to really digest it. Like, listen, this is a huge playbook. This is, and, and I give these guys credit, you know, when you got the Peyton Mannings and you got the Drew Breeses and you got the um, uh, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and you got uh, Tom Brady, who yeah. are just they're they're officials out there. I mean, they're right. they're amazing. They're absolutely amazing to see them coordinating and work it. Yeah, you know, and I think a lot of times people think that the the plays are more specific just to your skill players, your wideouts, your tight ends, your quarterback. Those linemen are very precise in what they do and where they go. So. Absolutely. So we're we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna um, get back to this, talking other football stuff. Maybe we'll touch on the NBA, maybe baseball. I don't know. I'm just not really caught up with all that. So uh, we'll be back. Darnell Autry, OTS, Voice America. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
This Is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional, take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Oh, yes. Uh, thank you very much, Luann. Uh, I don't know if that's the girl's name, but, but every week I'm just going to keep making up names until I figure out what her real name is. But uh, anyway, I just think it's funny. Uh, so I'm, I'm in the studio with my man uh, Eric, and so we were talking cards, football, and and you know we, we basically determined that uh, they need to do a lot of soul searching, uh, which I think they're aware of, and I don't think we're telling anybody anything that they don't know. Um, so it, it, what else? What else in the sports world? What else in the football world? You, I mean, what, what what are you seeing out there? What do you, what do you thinking is really interesting? I think Buffalo is really interesting. Buffalo obviously. and Detroit. Yeah, very, well, obviously that's the white elephant. <laughs> I'm like, other than Buffalo, no. Yeah, I think Buffalo's. I think they're. It's a really interesting. I think it's great for those towns. I think it's amazing. Only problem is, again, is that they're not the number one markets. They're not right, the big exactly. markets. Exactly. I mean, so. you even got you know San Francisco. You know, I didn't as a Cardinals fan. I didn't like them coming out of the gates. Right. Like this, but they are, and it's right. kind of good to see for them. So, you know, they're showing, they're having a good showing. Buffalo, you're right. I mean, people seem to not care though. Right, that's what I'm saying. People are like, ah, that's cool. That's you know, they're undefeated, awesome. But they're in Buffalo. Nobody knows anybody right. from Buffalo. I don't know anybody from Buffalo. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's way far away from here. I mean, the closest I was ever in Buffalo, I went to Syracuse, and that was freezing. That was a way uh, like seven hour flight or something out there. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's. I mean, that's. I hope for Detroit that I think they're starting to get the publicity because Detroit, it, the city, has gotten a lot of focus. Uh, just poor economics, and I think it's great for them that they're getting, um, you know. And I think it's a good segue into um, for Detroit the, the baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, now I gotta admit to everyone, I have lost track of the baseball. Um, I uh, I'm a fan, but uh, I, I really. Uh, I don't. I, I got nothing. I mean, I'm really not into it. I, I don't. I don't really care that much. I mean, no. aside from, I mean, I'm not trying to be mad at them. I mean, if you're local from Detroit, or you're from Texas, you like that teams, or you like Milwaukee, or or the Cardinals. I get it, but. 
Yeah, no, I, I hear you, man. I mean, I think you're kind of really encapsulating what America's feeling right now because we've lost, we've lost New York, we've lost Philly, Boston didn't make it. So a lot of these large market teams, which is kind of what you, you know, it was a perfect segue from Buffalo. Right. You know, so now we've got St. Louis and Milwaukee. I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find someone that could name five guys in Milwaukee. Right. You know, and, and you've got nine right out there anyways and a whole dugout full of guys and people probably couldn't name five. We've right. got St. Louis, not really a big market team, but they do have Albert Pujols, so I mean that's a little exciting. And then on the AL we've got, you know, Texas and Detroit. So it's it's the same concept. You know, we've got these small market teams that uh that you know people just don't have a lot of interest for. So I mean maybe a baseball enthusiast is gonna be real excited, but you know, for someone like yourself who follows the game but but you know your team's out, so right football's like, here. Right, exactly. That's the other yeah. thing too. That you know we were all thankful that football came back. So I think there's a there's an added influence of football. Like hey, we we almost lost it, so let's just keep you know let's focus on our football because we almost didn't have it. Right. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I, and again, I'm not I'm not taking away from the fact that they're they're not good teams. I mean, obviously they're in the playoffs. I think they deserve to be there. They you know they beat the teams they're supposed to beat. I, I'm sure there's you know there's some Prince Fielder. I'm well aware of him. Ryan Brom, I get that. Um, you know I, there are some big names out there, but they're few and far between. It just feels like they're just not. I, Nationally, I, people yeah. really, I wonder. I, I'd be interested to see what the ratings are. Like, are people people They're, tuning yeah. in and people going, "Oh, wow, I really want to know what's happening next with St. Louis and you know, the I, Brewers or whatever." I think a real tough thing is it's it's tough to even create storylines. So it's tough to even sell it to to the people. Right. So I mean, you know. Um, Chris Carpenter versus Giovanni Gallardo is not, that's not Roy Halladay. You know, uh, who? Which yeah, is, exactly. You know I don't speak Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> you know I don't speak Spanish. Yuri Gallardo, what you say to me? What you call me? This is exactly My it. My man is bilingual in here. I don't, wow. And it, but but going to the, uh, the segue of that is, you know, so Boston, they didn't make it. There was one of these big epic meltdowns, which is crazy. And, and I, 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 I didn't, I, again, I'm a baseball fan because I like watching it on TV. I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not an enthusiast where I follow the stats and the numbers or whatever. Um, but you know, the epic meltdown. I guess they were up big and then they just lost the lead at the end of the year. And and now you got which here. And this is the part that I love. So now you got the GM Theo Epstein, who was the youngest GM in Major League Baseball. He got the job in like 06 and he was like 28 years old, yeah, which is hardcore. I mean, that's hardcore. Oh, yeah. That's hardcore. At 28 years old, I was not. Are you kidding me? To run it. Hey, what? man. <laughs> yeah, I what mean. What are you doing uh, with your life, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to look in the mirror and figure out what's going on with my life, maybe. But, yeah. I, but that's awesome. So, wait. So, he put together this team for Boston. They go and win the World Series. Now, he's going to McCubs. <laughs> now... There, there's no mistake in the drought is what the drought is, and I'm hoping for the city of Chicago, because I mean I am hoping because I think it'd be a great thing, but I'm not hoping because they may riot and tear the whole city down. I mean it might all fall into the lake. But can you imagine how big that would be if the Cubs get to the World Series? Oh, it'd be incredible. You know, it'd be good for the game. Uh, you know, the, the, the story right there with Theo. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you're talking about a hero, a savior. Are you kidding me? His name would be. <laughs> In in baseball legend, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like Babe Ruth, you know, uh, uh, Mickey Mantle, and then Theo, Theo, and then Theo yeah. Epstein. I mean, it would be like, oh yeah, because he brought the Cubs for eighty six. I mean, did it for the Boston. Boston. He yeah. gets the credit for Boston, right. which is great. But I, for me, 
Every year, and I'm a big Cubs fan because obviously I went to Northwestern. I'm a Northsider, and I spend a lot of time there. And I, I, I have so much uh, respect. And they they invited us out to games, our team, and and we did a lot with the Cubs, which was great. And uh, so I've always been a big, huge Cubs fan. Um, but it, every year, every year, people are like, oh, this is the Cubs' year. This is their year. It's going to happen. We got it, and nothing. Yeah, man, and. Uh you know, maybe that's it. Maybe it does need to start from the top, you know, because ultimately the boss is in charge of what's going on below him. So, right. so maybe getting Theo is a good thing. And they got uh, new ownership, which is great. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're going in the right direction, but I, I would I would be a little hesitant for people to be too excited and think, oh, well, Theo did it in Boston. He's going to do it here. Boston did have some good pieces in place already. And, you know, it's kind of funny that you mentioned Theo's age. He, he came about when I was a freshman in college, so I remember everybody wanting to change their majors to business. You know? uh-huh. Everybody, mm-hmm. wants, to, everybody mm-hmm. wants to follow in Theo's footsteps. But, you know, Theo did a good thing, but I think in the past few years, Theo's made some questionable decisions, and I think he got out at the right oh, time. Oh, really? Well, You I mean, don't think Theo's the man, huh? Mm. I, well, I think he's a smart guy. I do. Okay. But I think he's just made a few questionable decisions, and I think he's... I think he's getting out of Boston and, and you know, he's pulling a Les Miles and getting out, you know, and, and leaving a wake behind leave it, him. Yeah, leaving it, leave it on fire. It's just a right, sparking yeah. right now, smoking and not a complete fire yet. Right, yeah. I mean, Bill Self, you know, he leaves, you know, his program and, uh, and he's like, all right, we'll see. have fun with those problems. Right, but, but it looks like, well, I mean, Theo's going to get some loot, though. I mean, it looks like he's getting, what, 15 to 20 million dollars yeah, in yeah. five years or something crazy like that? I mean, that's yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. The guy's smart. He knows the game. He knows business. But I just don't want him to fall in the same trap he did last year's at Boston, just spending lavish amounts of money. Right. Just going out there and overspending for guys, overspending for Carl Crawford, overspending for, you know, John Lackey. You know, do you think guys, he overspend for Carl Crawford? I really do. I mean, Carl Crawford, you know, he's looking at seven years, $142 million. Let's look at our very own Justin Upton here. Six years, $51.2 million. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Carl Crawford's a great player, but look at what he did this year. It feels like it seems like to me though that there was, there was pressure. I mean, the pressure of now. I mean, you were it was in Tampa Bay. No, he wasn't on the national stage. I mean, he was a great player. They were like, oh, he's great, right? Right. And then you get on the national stage, and everybody's like, okay, Carl, you got a hundred and some odd million dollars. Prove it. Right. Prove it. And I think I think in baseball, especially because baseball is so. It's so stat driven. It's still. It's not one of those like. But he's great in the locker room. Like he's a great guy in the locker room. Nobody. Nobody baseball cares about that. But he's a good leader. Yeah. But look at his batting average and look at his home runs and look at his you know stolen bases. Where's he at? And I think that's that's really really hardcore. That baseball because you know baseball really wants. It, it, either you are or you aren't in baseball, right? right. I mean, the, the numbers show themselves. Absolutely. That's one thing, but 162 games is another. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I think it's interesting that baseball, one, if you're 33%, you're amazing at batting. Absolutely. That's an amazing, right? But then the media and football, baseball fans say, hey, you know, quarterback, I mean, not quarterback, the, the pitcher is 6-8. and eight. But then they'll they'll give him credit and say, well... You know, five of those losses are based on no production from this guy, that guy, this guy, and that guy. So, you know, it's a, it's a supported game, you know. Absolutely. So they, they really, they really use their stats to kind of make everything make sense. Right. You know what I mean? And so right. there's a formula when you go to the Hall of Fame. There's a formula of what means you suck. I mean, there's, you know what I mean? Like, hey, if you're not batting 300, you're not doing very good. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, 
Again, I, I'm, I never play. I played baseball maybe in seventh grade. Then I quit the team, which is because I was not good. I could run the hell out of bases, but I just couldn't judge like the the you know the long ball. I just didn't know if it was short or you know if I could track it, I could run it down. But man, I mean, it was ridiculous. Uh, so baseball wise, we've we've determined that nobody's really watching the playoffs. I mean, other than Milwaukee teams and all those other. Yeah, I mean, even myself, you know, I'm a huge fan, diehard fan, and I, I can't seem to follow the game from first to ninth inning right now. You know, I'm, I'm checking back in, I'm flipping back and forth, I'm following on my phone. Right. You know, I want to know what's going on, but it's just, I can't do it. Right, 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 right. So, I think, so Thea goes to the Cubs, right? And so where does that, and not to jump around, but where does that leave Boston? Does that leave Boston in a better position? Or does that leave them with a big hole that they have to try to figure out? Or You know, I think in, in the upcoming years, I think for the next few years at least, you're not going to see a whole lot of change because they're kind of cemented down with a lot of these contracts. They well, got. other than they fired Francona, which... Right, yeah. Right, but, but I see what you're saying in terms of the pl- pl- But, I mean, they even had Grady before that. I mean, they're going to get someone else good in there, you know? Right. They're going to get somebody. Right. They're going to be a good team. Right. That's not going to go away. I mean, what happened was epic at the end of the season, of course. Right. And, I, and again, I didn't hear, I mean, again, I wasn't paying that close attention. I was worried about this whole NFL thing and whatever, and it was concerning to me, and my dad was calling me like, are we going to have football? <laughs> I, dad, I'm sorry, I did not talk to the league today. I don't know. <laughs> I did not talk to the commissioner, and he did not tell me what's going on next. So, yeah, so I was, I, I just kind of lost. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of, you know, their meltdown is actually probably the biggest story even to this day, you know, it's it's overshadowing. The so what, so essentially, what was it? I mean, it was they were yeah, up like they had the, they 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 had the biggest, they lost the biggest lead ever in the final month of a season in the history of baseball. Essentially, you know, they were up. Oh, well, that's, yeah, that's that's not good. They were nine game, <laughs> nine games up September third. You know, that's not good. The the postseason was all but guaranteed. You know, and now it was just a matter of well, are they gonna are they gonna take it over the Yankees or are they gonna go as a wild card? That's all it was. It was just formality. Wow. And then all of a sudden they just tanked it and they lost in monumental style on the last game of the season to Baltimore. And uh, you know, it was like I said, epic uh, is really the the best word to describe it. And, wow. Um, and you think that's gonna be a bigger story, obviously. So it kind of Hides the it's going to keep going. I mean, you right. know, you got you know Theo Theo leaving, Francona getting fired. Even as Francona gets fired, you got stories coming out about how he might have been distracted uh, with with personal problems and things yeah. like that. So, and that's all coming out during the playoffs. So these are these are headlines that are coming out yeah, over they can't, the games. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, they can't. They can't make for a good positive experience in terms of players and all that stuff. And that that has to end badly, I would imagine. I mean, and then clearly. Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah, thank you, Captain Obvious. Right. Yes, it did, and really, really <laughs> tragically. Right. Okay, so we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk a little bit about this uh, NBA lockout again. You know, I was so focused and worried about my NFL that, you know, I, I don't even know what's going on. So hopefully you can shed some light on it and, and tell me what's going on with it. So we'll be back with you. Darnell Autry, OTS, Voice America. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Play ball! If you're looking to talk baseball, even in the offseason, look no further than the King's Corner Talking Baseball with former World Series champion Jim Lairitz. Jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show. He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner Talking Baseball with Jim Lairitz is heard every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Welcome, welcome back. Welcome back. I'm sitting here with my guy, Eric. Johnson, and uh, we just got done talking baseball. I think we beat beat the Boston's topic up to death. I think and so. Now, I I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about this NBA thing, this lockout that you know. I haven't again. I haven't followed it closely, um, but um, you know they've been locked out. They canceled the first two seasons. And first of all, I'd like to take a, a side note, okay? Because I'm looking at my notes here uh, that Grant <laughs> sent in, and um, you know he's talking about you know the split and how they wanted the collective bargaining agreement. You know the owners want fifty fifty, uh, the players um, want it to be fifty three forty seven, and Grant put in there um, that it, it used to be fifty seven fifty. Grant, that is a hundred and seven percent, Grant. That is not 100%. That is 7% over, Grant. You're fired, all right? I'm sick of this. You're fired. Get your stats right, damn it. Okay, I'm good. I'm just kidding, Grant. You're not fired. Well, you will be if you make that mistake again. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. Anyway, E, what's going on, man? I, I don't I don't know what's going on. I mean, I know that they, they, they canceled the first two seasons, which is a bad deal, but I think for the public, not, not a lot of people have been paying attention to it, right? Yeah. I mean, no, I think you nailed it right there, man. I mean, the first two weeks are gone. You know, so that's you know the the venues are already starting to, to book up other nights and things like that. <laughs> they so got Celine Dion. That's it, man. <laughs> so you got to get Mister Wrestling sure. in there. <laughs> <laughs> they got to get you know they got to get all kinds of parties going on there. You got to get DMX back for his comeback tour. They got to get everybody. They got to get concerts sold out. Right. That's it, man. The NBA is helping it all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, um, I don't think people really understand the severity of what it is. You know, and I think you kind of nailed it in the fact that. Football's going on right now. We got the baseball playoffs going on right now. So it's a little different. You know, people from, from the very end of last football season all the way up until the first game of this season, right. people were worried. They were scared. It was in the news every day. People were worried because in the NFL, you treat every single game 
That's big time. Right. Any every game is the same. Week one, same as week eight, man. Everything is happening in the right. NBA. It seems like unless you're a diehard fan or something, you right. really don't start to get truly into the season until you know after those Christmas games, after the New Year's games, after the All Star break, after the All Star break, we start right. making the push for the playoffs. Right. Then people start getting really into it, you know. Right. And uh, and I think that's what people are just being too lackadaisical right now. They're not quite understanding. What's going on and how far? Like there is no NBA. Nobody is doing anything right now. It's not looking like no NBA. I mean, the last lockout they missed fifty games in that one. Uh, Not too long ago, the NHL canceled their entire season. Right. So it can happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a strong possibility. Right. Right. Yeah. And they're still quite a ways apart right now. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we're still looking at probably three hundred million dollars apart on these things. So um, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of that's a lot of loot. It is a lot of loot. And so now I'm hearing this word on the streets is that they're now trying to start up their own own leagues or whatever. Um, yeah, um, I mean I I've seen like highlights on ESPN where like you know Kobe Bryant and all the stars are playing in these pickup games and people are coming to watch and people are paying a fee and mm-hmm. I don't know where that money's going. I don't know who's sponsoring any of that, but and I know that Italy's trying to get. Kobe and a few other players. I mean, the world's now going, hey, NBA's done. They're reaching out. Greece is reaching out to these different players and saying, hey, you know, is it possible for them to start their own league? You know, I think right off the bat, like, my first initial answer is no. Right. I mean, you know, Amari said it and, and, you know, got a lot of people excited, got a lot of people thinking, but we didn't look at the three million holes we got to fill before that. Right. Uh, First off, Who's going to back the funding for that? How are these guys going to get paid? Where are they going to play? Right. And insurance. How are they going to get insurance for themselves, for their $30 million contracts? Right. So I think it's really far-fetched. I think before that could ever come to fruition, we'll have NBA season again. Right, right. I mean, it's it's something to think about, though. Right, but I mean, mean, if you look at it, though, basketball is a little easier to sort of get going. I mean, you need a hoop and you need a, a venue and you need five guys on each and then I mean, with football, you need equipment, you need like 50 yards, I mean, you need the whole big stadium and all that. But basketball, I mean, you could do like a little and one tour, right. you know what I mean, and go to neighborhood parks and, you know, travel around and, You're and right. do that, right? I mean, you could do that. They could do it. First off, if they put their effort towards it, they could do it. Second off, those guys in the and one and all that, they're not making that kind of money. You know, yeah, you need right. to sell out no. 20,000 seats. You know, right. you need to be getting uh, huge sponsorships. So the fact is, when I look at how, I'm going to use the word greedy. When I look at how greedy these players and these owners are being. Wow, he's were greedy. I wow. did, man. I did. I pulled it out. Wow. So when I look at how selfish and greedy they're being. Wow, yeah, it's selfish. Look cool. at this. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he's on fire in here, folks. He is not happy. No. <laughs> I want my NBA. <laughs> but when I look at that, I think, how on earth are they going to be able to put this together? How are they going to put their minds together to do that? How are they going to be willing to take less money when they can't even come together on billions of dollars? It's billionaires fighting millionaires right now. It's right. ridiculous. Right, right. But, I mean, they do, I mean, basketball's where it's at. I mean, if I was six, six ten, I mean, I probably would be playing basketball. I'm just saying. I mean, I'd probably be... Be trying to dunk somewhere. I, that's probably what I'd be doing because you know the money's bigger. You know they can see your face. You know the endorsements are bigger. It's international game. Yeah, it's an international game. You know, I mean, I could just do it on a pickup thing. I could. I mean, and their their contracts are guaranteed. I right. mean, they're they're making they're making the big bucks. Sure. I mean, they're making the big bucks. Absolutely. So, but you're saying that even if they came together and maybe each gave like 
couple million bucks. It still would probably not be. <laughs> that number doesn't add up to, okay, I'll give you a couple million bucks, but I still want to get paid $30 million a season. So I don't know who's, <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna, everybody going to chip in more so that I can get paid or, exactly. or whatever. I don't exactly. know. They're going to start, you know, they're going to be the people that, that have, you know, Bigger heads than others, and the big the other problem I think they face is I don't think they're all on the same page together. I don't think a hundred percent of the NBA players agree with what's going on. Right, a lot of these guys just want to get in there and play. Right, and it's a lockout though, so I mean, so it's owners right that say, listen, we want this thing to be more fifty fifty. Right, right, and it currently is like fifty three forty forty seven. That's what they've come to. That's the, that's where they're at right now. Oh, that's where they're at right now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, back in back in '05, they they ratified the the current uh, CBA. Okay. And made it to that fifty-seven forty-three, and that has just killed. Forty-three, the Grant. Forty-three, not fifty. <laughs> forty-three. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Well, that's killed the the teams. Last year, twenty-two of the thirty teams lost money. A total of three hundred million dollars they're losing. Wow. I mean, we're talking about splitting. I think it's four point three billion dollars we're talking about. So I mean. Jeez. I use the B word. That's hardcore. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I mean, you know, and ever since 2005, these these teams have been losing a lot of money. And you know what? I, I would love to be on the side of the players. I would. I, I mean, I would. I I love the players. I love the, what they produce. I love what they put on the court. But at the same time, the owners are who own what's going on. Now, did you feel the same way about the the football lockout? Same kind of thing. You know, it didn't have. I don't think. I, it's tough, you know. I didn't. It, 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 luckily, it ended fast enough. Right. I didn't have a chance to really, you know. I sit down. I got. I got a close buddy of mine, Matt, and we sit down and talk NBA all the time. Right. And this is what we talk about all the time. And we both, you know, maybe it's for the worst that we're both on the side of the owners. So we just right. we can we sit there and just build our case with each other left right, and right. Right. You know? Right. So, right. Right. So, uh, so you know, I didn't really have a chance, and I was real confident in the NFL coming back too. So I got with you. this, the the longer it takes, the more upset I get about it, and you know, the more I hear about the gripes of the players. More upset I get about it, especially when it comes to salary cap issues too. You know, that's right. killing me. In other words, they they don't want the salary cap. The yeah. owners want the salary cap. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they've got this soft cap right now, uh, so they can just you know pay luxury tax and whatnot. So you know, I think this kind of ties in perfectly to to the baseball and the football we talked about. Right. So you've got teams, you know, in the NFL, you've got Green Bay, Indy, New Orleans, Pittsburgh. In the NFL, uh, in the NFL, also you've got. Now, Buffalo coming alive. Right. In baseball, you've got the Brewers, you know, you've got Texas and all that. So you've got all these smaller market teams that are thriving on the fact that, you know, that they, that they have this hard cap. Right. And in the NBA, they're all worried about it. They're worried about they're not going to have the guaranteed contracts anymore. You know, and they, again, they're selfish. They go out there and they want to create their dream teams and they say, well, you know, forget about these smaller market teams. Right. We're going to do our thing. We're going to go to Miami. We're going to go to New York and, and we're going to win. Right, and right, we're going right. to get paid. Right, right, and that's the key. Yeah. We're going to get paid. Right. So, so is it your opinion though that you think that there should be some kind of uh, rules or regulations about what players can go to what teams? And and I mean, how do you how do you even the playing field with the smaller markets? Because again, I don't know anybody that would want to play the Charlotte Bobcats other than someone that's a huge Michael Jordan fan. Yeah, no, I hear you. Know you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if it were me and they were like, "Hey, you could either go to Boston Celtics or you could go to the Charlotte Bobcats," I'm gonna probably go to Boston. Right. You know, and I, I probably would probably go anywhere other than Charlotte Bobcats. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, like, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you even it out? You know what I mean? Like, I, obviously, it's a, it's a really complex thing. But how? Sure. What are your thoughts? You know, I think, I think the only way you're gonna do it to where you can actually stick it in, a, in a CBA mm-hmm. and actually get people to agree to it and, and not have everybody up in arms over it is the, is the hard salary cap. 
You know, I mean, I, you can't put a restriction on who can be traded where or how many studs you can have on a team or, right. or how many guys, you know, that went to the All-Star game. You know, he's already been three and he's been three. You can only have a combined nine All-Star games on your team. You know, right. that would never fly, you know. Right, so right. While, while we could, you know, force, you know, parity that way, that's never going to happen. So I think what we need to do is create that hard salary cap and let it work itself out. It's not going to work out next season. It's not gonna, I mean, we've already got all these contracts in place as it is. Right. But, you know, it's not going to be like, well, you're over. you got to get rid of that guy. Um, yeah, gonna, that's that's the thing. Like, yeah. how do you, I mean, so now you got so you you put that in. You say, okay, we're going to do hard salary cap, but we're not going to put it in for like four years right. and hope that in that four years that the, the the salary caps, the salaries that are out there now, don't basically bankrupt the the league or whatever. I, I right. mean, not that it yeah. I mean, uh, you might even also run the risk of owners that just. Turn the other cheek and say, "Well, you know, forget that, right. and just keep buying up players because right. hey, we've got four years to do it. So right, let's build right, a championship right. team now and let's do it." So, well, it is interesting how Miami finagled that three-way thing that they had. There's going a lot of finagling that goes on in the NBA. I mean, look what look what the Lakers did with the Pau Gasol trade. Yeah. You know, putting all those guys together. So, I mean, it it's, is becoming an unfair league, and apparently the players don't care. Right. So. I mean, I think I think you're I think you're right. I think cash is king and when it comes to that and can we get can I still get the sponsorships and, and the, the commercials for Adidas and, and Nike and you know, can I still be you know what I mean? Right. I think that's I think that's Yeah. Do you think that that football would go to that same kind of the contracts being guaranteed because I always, I always it, it was a, it's a very interesting thing for me in my head right so basketball has like I don't know 130 thousand games and then uh, baseball has 450 thousand games I mean they they've got you <laughs> I mean they got tons and tons and tons of games right right and somehow some way they worked it out where their contracts are guaranteed mm-hmm. football has 16 games every game matters and there is no guaranteed contracts. I think that seems a little backwards to me. I mean, yeah. that's just me thinking. I guess I'm a bit biased, but I mean, that's sure. Yeah, you know, I think I think we would be able to avoid conversations like this right now if there was continuity across all the sports. So, um, if you, d- you know, I mean, the thing is, is the NFL's got such a good thing going for them. You know, with with the Green Bay's and with the New Orleans and with even New England for that matter. I mean, it's not a huge market over there, but look at them. I mean. It's it's they got such a good thing going for them. So I mean, they take the, basically the whole metropolitan northeast area, yeah, though, yeah. and that hall becomes sure. New England. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. But well, it's tough, you know. I mean, uh, it, it, luckily you and I don't have to make those decisions. Yeah, exactly. Because I <laughs> I am not smart enough to figure that noise out. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back. Um, I, I don't know. I think I'm almost done with this basketball thing. Um, but we'll, we'll come back. We'll talk, uh, football predictions and then we'll talk about what, uh, what my guy Eric's, uh, what he's working on and the things he's up to. So, uh, we'll take a break and we'll be back. Darnell Autry, Voice America, OTS. Formula One or even Lava Racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. 
Larry Henry here, host of Fit Pants USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Fit Pants USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. What does building a family mean to you? Nobody has experienced the pain and joy of family life in a way that Freddie Scott has. And his experiences in life, in sports, and business can help you create a successful family future. We'll cover many aspects of family building and management with a focus on fatherhood. Men and women want their families to succeed during these tough times. Our show will give you hope for the future and practical tools for a successful family. Tune in to the Freddie Scott Show, tackling the game of life, Mondays at Noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Welcome back. Welcome back. And yeah, you know what? I'm going to start pushing people to call in and or send me an email because, you know, I, I'm getting the feeling that nobody really cares. And it's really, Eric, it's really starting to hurt my feelings. You, you know, know what? You know what, D? I'd love to argue with somebody, but you're a big boy. I don't, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting two feet away from you. <laughs> I right, thank you kindly, sir. I'll pay you afterwards. It's all good. So I'm sitting in the studio with my man, Eric, and, um, you know, Eric, Eric is, is a very interesting guy. Like I said, he's a huge football buff, but he's, and he's really knowledgeable about all the other sports as well. Uh, and, but Eric, you, you also own a flag football team, right? An adult flag football team, correct? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Flag football league. Uh, we're called AZ Blitz. Right. It's four on four flag football. Um, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of blowing up as the new, uh, you know, kind of recreational thing. Uh, we're, we're just doing adults right now, but, uh, right. but myself and my partner, Troy Marinelli, uh, we own it together and, um, you know, we're just we're, we're on the west side right now, primarily. Uh, but it's a unique sport in its own. Uh, you know, a lot of people it takes them a while to get used to the rules and how it goes. But uh, right. But once I get into it, I, I mean, people get hooked. Right. So it. So how long have you how long have you owned this league? I mean, uh, you know what? We're starting. Uh, we run four seasons a year. You know, so we run. You know, we go with the, the seasons: spring, you know, fall, summer, winter. And, you have, you uh, have league every. Yeah, we take we take only take about a month off and we start up again. Holy, so that's hardcore. We are, man, and and you know a lot of the teams in there just come back every season. They live for this. So right. we play ten games a season. Uh, you play du- you play double headers. Every what? Night. Yeah, you play double headers every night, every Sunday night. Oh, that's hardcore. I almost yeah. pulled a hamstring just thinking about it. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And so then, now, how big is the field? Like, what's the? So you've got twenty five yards wide. Okay. And you got fifty yards in length. Okay. And then uh, and then you got two end zones that are seven yards each. Um, you got three downs to make it to midfield. Midfield's your first down marker. So there's only one first down. Only one first down, and then as soon as you've crossed that first down, you're goal to go after that. And three more to get there. Very interesting. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's a game of speed and skill. So, um, Which I have none of that anymore. <laughs> but I used to. I used to, I would have been sweet in that like ten years ago. I would have been sweet. Damn. 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's a, game, a lot of game of knowledge too, though. So right. You you could come out. I, I have faith in you. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get my get my fat self back into shape, man. So, but you got a lot of former players, though. I mean, you got. I mean, this is how many teams are in there? I mean, there's. We've got uh, we've got two divisions. We run a competitive division and a recreation division. You know, rec divisions. You just you and your buddies want to get out there and play, have a good time. You know, uh, you know. I would say. Even in both divisions, everyone has got talent in football. So, right. I mean, everyone's played the game before, and everyone's pretty good. So we've right. got a rec division just for fun. Then you've got our competitive division, which is guys that have been playing together for a long time, have some sort of professional experience, whether it be in football or in other sports. Right. Um, you know, and just teams that have played together for a very long time. Because, you know, I've, I've seen a number of times where a, a group full of, you know, 35-plus players comes out, you know, and then you've got a bunch of 18-year-old guys fresh out of high school, and they think, oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to rock these guys. These, you know, we're young, we're athletic, but like I said, it's it's a mental game, too. And these guys get rocked by these older guys because they know the routes, they know how to play the game, right? and they know what to do. So we've got a, you know, in our competitive division, we have 10 teams right now, and we've got 8 teams in a rec division. So, okay. you know, we've got the pa- capacity to go up a little bit more than that, but but right now we're just trying to manage it. You know, I don't want it to get too big and, and you know, have it to be a scenario where, uh, you know, where I can't put my focus on all the players in the team. So, right, I right. like keeping it a little bit smaller, but, you know, we've got upwards of uh, upwards of 200 players out there. I was about to say, like, how, so how many players per team would you say? I mean, uh, you know, if someone asks me who's never played, I always try to encourage them to have about six or seven, you know. But uh, so get but some subs in there. Get some subs. <laughs> you got guys that come out four and they're just drained. Like I say, you got to play two games a night. So right, they're absolutely. drained. You know, they're, you know, they're just done after that. And then you got guys that bring eight to ten, and then you, you know, they're just fighting for playing time. Right. And you know, it's right. not that long of a game. So I mean, you're, you're constantly rotating guys in and out, and so. You know, I say six to seven is a really good number, but we've got the we've got the teams that bring four, we've got the teams that bring ten. So. And you bring and you got reps that come out and, and yeah, yeah. And we, you, we talked about earlier that they keep stats and all that online. Right, and exactly. Yeah, we hire refs through uh, Spiker Sports. Okay. Um, an awesome refing associate refing league out here in the valley. Um, wait, wait, wait. It's a ref. It's a refing league. No, sorry, it's a refing uh, subcontracting. Oh, okay, okay. I was about to say there's so, a yeah. refing league. Like oh, I'm in, I'm gonna ref a couple games and <laughs> compare notes and you know throw me facts. But either way, no. So so you use so you got referees mm-hmm. and they the, and 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 they keep stats. Yeah, what we do is we keep online stats. Uh, azblitz.com. Right. Um, you know you can access it from your phone or the internet and uh, or the, you know a computer. You get on there and uh, we keep the stats. Uh, for for throwing, for receiving, for you know sacks, interceptions, we keep a ton of stats, and each stat has a certain point value to it. So right. at the end of the season, uh, whoever's got the highest point value uh, gets the MVP award. And we've also got individual awards for the sack leader, the interception leader, the touchdown leader, all wow, that stuff. Wow, that's sweet. Yeah. And then we also keep a Hall of Fame page. We compile the stats every season and add them up. So we've got all-time records, uh, career records, wow. individual season records. So you know, and it's kind of cool because I'll have you know players. I can hear them talking. Hey, you know, Brett only needs two touchdowns and he passes a single season record. Wow, Actually, yeah, so that's hardcore. It's cool, man. It's really cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Now, how now we go to AZ Blitz if you wanted to get involved like how much is it to get involved? I mean, if, say I want to do recreational, I have four of my guys. I want to go out. I want to play in a a league going to play that's 10 games, right? Yeah, 10 games, and then you're guaranteed two playoff games because it's double elimination. Everybody makes the playoffs. That's good. Yeah, so, and you know, that's sort cool. Sort of like everybody gets a ribbon for just participating. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I kidding. Yeah, no, so it's uh, it's $350 per team. Okay. Which is, I mean, you know, that the whole goal of it is to provide the most bang for the buck. Right. So, you know, I mean, you can find other leagues that also offer stats and things they're going to charge you double. Right. You know, and so, uh, you know, we, we give... 
a free entry into the next season for the winners of both divisions. Right. So you come in, you win your division, you're free the next year. Now, if I win the amateur or the recreational, can I join the pros? Because I think I'm sweet and I got the right team for the amateurs. You absolutely can. We encourage... We encourage teams to do that, and we have also encouraged teams in the upper division. <laughs> hey, feel free to join the recreational division because clearly you guys are out here just for fun. <laughs> so right. we gotta be we gotta be uh, diplomatic in our approach. Hey, hey, guys, guys, quick question: um, How do you feel about recreational league? I'm just asking. I'm just wondering. You I know, think you're actually kind of spot on with that. With what we've done a couple times. So. So yeah, but we don't force anybody. We don't right, force right. You know, Some teams say, well, hey, why don't you make the winner of the rec division have to go up? You know, because our top teams in the competitive division are so good. You know, you mentioned that we've had former players. Right. Know, we've got former NFL players that are on these teams. These teams, Come are, on. The, the difference, uh, yeah, man, uh, the difference is, is the speed in the two. Right. We've got guys that know the game real well in the rec division, but the difference is the speed. I mean, you know, we've got our very own, uh, a, lot of t- a lot of guys might remember the name Kenny Mitchell. I know you're right. familiar yeah, with him real well. Yeah, yeah he was wi- a beast, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, wide receiver at ASU, right. went on to play with, uh, you know, a couple NFL teams. He actually had a stint in the AFL as well. He's out there, uh, wow. you know, he's still a stud. Right. You know, he's, he's big, he's strong, he's got hands. Right. You know, we've got Mo Oliver out there. He, you know, he's had some stints in the AFL and the NFL as well. Wow. You know, he played at Oregon as a DB, so he's got speed. You know, and uh, and you know what? When you got guys like that, they got friends. Yeah, and that's <laughs> exactly. how they put their right. teams exactly. together. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, you know, some of our younger studs that have been out there, we've got Dennis Guile. He's a local product from Arizona. Uh, he's played in the NFL, uh, the AFL, the CFL, the AF2. Wow, so these guys got some really some some strong backgrounds. I mean, absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, another name that's real familiar with a lot of Arizona products is Jeremiah Trotter, and and of course, right away you're gonna think, right? You're like, oh, Jeremiah Trotter, right? I play with him. What's he going on? Right. Well, this this Jeremiah Trotter, I'm gonna tell you, he's a stud too. Uh, Jeremiah Trotter the third, we just call him JT. Right. Lots of uh, I, you know, in, indoor league experience, AF2. The guy's been around for a while, and the guy's still a stud. I'll tell you that. So that's awesome. These guys are coming. Out, they're busting out four three forties, four two forties. You know, what? It, yeah, and th- and I'm telling you, that's now. That's that's yeah, after. Like, that's, yeah, that's after. That's, that's hardcore prime. Yeah. So wow. so you know, I mean, it's a bang bang type of league. You know, I compare it's it's sort of our amateur outdoor version of arena football. Right, yeah, right, right, so, right. So this, so it's high scoring then. Yeah, that's the that's the plan anyway. You know, <laughs> <laughs> unless you're on the recreational team and you maybe not as high scoring. Sorry, yeah. guys from the rec team. So. No, but that's that's awesome, man. It sounds really exciting because you know, first show we talked about options after you get out of high school and you still love playing football and you're not going to go right. to college or you're out of college and you're not going to go pro, but you still want to participate. And yeah. you know, it sounds it sounds like another option. And again, it's azblitz.com. Yeah, a z b l i t z azblitz.com. Okay. Um, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head again. You know, guys that you know don't really have any other options to go to. Like I said, it's very competitive. So, right. So you're you know you're not just coming out and, and you know just kind of jogging around. It's very competitive. Guys take it very seriously. There's national tournaments around. Wow. Um, we're going to be putting on a tournament in the winter. Uh, we're going to really aim it towards a, a toy drive. You know, so teams are going to get in for real cheap for bringing in toys. We're going to you know we could talk about that at a later date. But Absolutely. we're going to have a thousand dollar cash prize. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Well. E, I, I, I thank you very much for being on the show, my man. You're you're a gentleman and a scholar and very knowledgeable. Uh, I appreciate your time. Uh, AZBlitzAgain.com. I'm gonna have to look into it. Not that I'm gonna participate because I just pulled a hamstring <laughs> thinking about it. But you got uh, the again, yeah, exactly. I got the rectivision. Uh, thanks, E. Uh, but thanks again. Appreciate it. 
We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Therno Autry, OTS, Voice America. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry can be heard live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Come back next week for another exciting show.